Thanks, Oliver. And listeners. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just uh, Brenny, Brenny needs a moment here to catch his mm-hmm. breath because uh, we are about to talk to the one, the only, the musical maestro, the man you hear on every single episode of Bluey, Mr. Mm-hmm. Say with me now. Geoff Bush. <laughs> I cannot believe those words as they're coming out of my mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, boy. He's been very generous with his time. Of course, we're heading up to when the new album drops, so he's been a very busy boy. Oh, but boy. he was pretty excited to chat to us. I'm pretty sure you'll hear the excitement in all our voices <laughs> as we chat to him. Oh, there's, there's, and, there's, and there's so much, too, that we might have to split this over. We might do, we, yeah. we, we, we might have to split it over, too. So, um, two albums? Two. two oh, there'll be two episodes just like the albums. You know, we're just <laughs> but yes, but yes, yes, yes. For your listening pleasure. Here he is, Mr. Joff Bush. Well, folks, uh, there are normal days. You set, you have some normal days sometimes. Mm, sure. And then you have days where you get to say things like, Hello, Joff Bush. Hey! <laughs> thank you so, so much. This is bonkers. Ah, no, thank you. And and thanks for all, like your support of our show and everything. And yeah, it's a pleasure to meet you and, and chat to you. Oh, it would be Joff. impossible we can't to help stay it. silent. Yeah. We, can't, we can't help it. We can't help it like yeah. that. <laughs> we're, we're so excited about this album coming out April 21st. April 21st. Well, thank you so much for saying that. I get it, I've got it wrong about three times. I'm like, it's the oh, really? second. <laughs> and then, like, I, I think I've got it wrong on tv the other day and, <laughs> and, and uh, take the pressure off yeah <laughs> anyway it's somewhere in april <laughs> <laughs> well you heard me slow down there i was like april, april 20 <laughs> but if but if joff bush is allowed to get a bit uh, hazy around it then i then, then maybe i am too but um uh, we i'll just do a little yeah. bit of housekeeping that i sorted out today before Ooh, we start important. this is very important because we're going to be talking about the album we're going to be talking about music and i'm just going to want to descend into the particulars with you job and i've noticed from the interviews of yours that i've listened to in the past is whenever you feel like you might be getting a little bit too nerdy and a little bit too deep you kind of almost censor yourself but i just want you to know that there'll be Be none of that today absolutely (laughs) none because i am so here for you letting your geek flag fly and as such this is your green light can you hold that up to the, my my um my niece Nora? I'm not a dad. There it is. Uh, nice I and early with that one. That. I'm not a dad, but I am a living uncle, and I, so I got my niece Nora. She's almost four, and she drew you a green light. Uh, Nora, so that is amazing. Um, great, uh, great. I I knew what it was exactly, which is, is amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Plus. And the skills, it's beautiful. Thank you. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anytime I feel like you might be not giving me the full story about what happened on the day or how you mic'd up that uh, mandolin, yeah. um, then green light, you, you yeah. just keep going. Yeah. Well, I mean, the big problem is I'm really bad with remembering names of things and like right. times. And, and so, you know, uh, or uh, even, even, you know, there'll be something that'll pop up and I'll, they'll say, I'll start to get nerdy and then I'll use that as an excuse. It's like, oh, I'm getting too nerdy. I'm sorry. Oh, but it's I actually see. because I've forgotten. Oh, yeah. I'm like, hang on. First. What happened there? It's um, a tactic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so, so often we're just like trying to make something. Everyone's just trying to make something great. And then it's, it's, it's so fast paced that we just, yeah, right. it's hard to go. And then, and then at the end of, of a season or, or, or launching an album, I have to go work out what we did. And, and that's <laughs> yeah. what, so yeah, anyway, it's an excuse. 
But, yeah. <laughs> but ah, we'll see. Does that feed well into your um, nature of wanting to keep doing and keep moving? Or is that, uh, do you find yourself wishing you could slow down and appreciate the moments? Or I definitely wish I could appreciate some of the moments. Um, I'm getting better at it, but I, t- I tend to, uh, there's such a, a hit, it's such a buzz when you make something that works or come up with an idea and then you just have to explore it. And mm. it's, I get into a one track mind and, and we'll, um, you know, focus on something for hours or, and, um, yeah, just, just sort of, you could get lost in the world of yeah. creating. Well, that's a form of play as well. It is. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm not sitting there going, this is, uh, this will be on, I mean, at no point are we sitting there going, this will be on an album. This will be even. Even when we're making the album, I don't think we're thinking this will be on an album. With <laughs> I think we're just going, what's what's the best thing for the story? And yeah, anyway, yeah. So you know, yeah. well, I, I forgot what the question was. It was a question. <laughs> <laughs> on that, you were kind of talking about you know the first album and not expecting to, things to be yeah. um, the way they've turned out. I've you know you've talked before about how the first album was you know to you a surprise success. You were kind of yeah. like, oh, we just wanted to make something cool, and yeah. it's you know now this multi award-winning mm-hmm. yeah. album i was just wondering for the the new album for dance mode like has that changed the way that you've gone into it or have you just gone no we're just going to do something cool with the music like we did last time or are you more uh, thinking right. about yeah. how uh you think people might have been interacting with that thing because you call it you yeah. know it's called dance mode are you trying yeah. to get people p- to play the games along with it is this what's the yeah i mean there? i I don't, I mean, the approach was really, well, to start off with the approach was freaking out how we're going to live up to the success <laughs> yeah, of the first right. one. And yeah. like, now it's this benchmark of the first time was <laughs> everything to prove. Like, can yeah. we, can we make, can we go, you know, I think everyone was expecting us just to take the tracks from the series and just, mm-hmm. and just release that. Yep. And and just go, ah, oh, it's done. Whatever, here we go. Hopefully, someone likes it. <laughs> Have some more merch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just went, went all out. Uh, probably much to the dismay of the label. Um, but I, 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 no, maybe not. But we sort of just went, um, you know, let's get a uh, horn section here, the string section. Oh, you know, oh, it was just you. like really yeah. like just <laughs> wanting to make something, um, something great, and uh, and, and everyone working on it. And it was was of that same sort of mindset. That was, was like, let's not cut corners. Let's just, you know, do what we wish we could have done in the show yeah, if they had right. like a ten minute sequence for us to do, yeah. <laughs> um, and the time and budget to bring in all these players and stuff. So we just we that one was everything to prove. And now it's like. I guess if this doesn't go number one, you've failed. I'm trying to get out of, the, I tried to get out of that mindset when we were making it and just try to do the same thing. Just, just um, have a, have as much fun, keep the mm. vibe going and, um, and keep the energy in the studio and the same sort of like the, the space for everybody to, have that uh, passion to make something that everyone's going to be proud of. So I hope I I like it, but I hope, I hope everyone else does. And 
too. I, but we're I, loving you know, what we're hearing. Oh man, it's out, it'll be out of the world. We'll and see. I know this is only one person saying this, so this is the definition of drop in the bucket. But I'm so <laughs> glad. I'm so grateful that you that you made that decision because those are all my favorite tunes on the last album, like mm. Instrument Parade and Grannies, where mm. they just turn into full on jams. Yep. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, and and this one. Um, uh, you know, we've we've heard a couple of tracks off of it w- uh, while we record this, and yeah. the B op walk, like the, mm. the 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 the, ha- the, the organ, organ jam yeah. on that. It just oh. oh man, it just makes life worth living. <laughs> I, I, I was in the room when Brendan first heard the B op. Um, song and I'd heard it a couple of times and the minute that organ oh solo boy. starts oh, coming in he just shakes his head and just like ho, 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 <laughs> I love that it's not and you're a you're a tones man and you're a sounds man Jeff. <laughs> I love that the choice was made it's not like a B3 sound it's like it, can, it kind of reminds oh. me of like the the organ the the later the latter model Hammond with all the tabs that you would have <laughs> you would have had it at your great uncle's place I wish I had it around here it's actually like this um you, you've been warned about the nerdiness. It's a, oh, it's a yeah, Yamaha. Yeah, there it is. It's it's a a Here we go. <laughs> it's a Yamaha YC25D. It's, nice. Um, I got it from someone for like 200 bucks. It wasn't working and um, I cleaned it out and it's like, it was full of like rat poo and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and there was like bits of rat there and it, it was disgusting. Um, and then, you know, like, I don't know anything Imagine about Imagine what it would cost without the rat poo. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, they've gone up now. So I was like, oh, this is an investment. But I, uh, and I went, oh, because I'd heard of these and I always wanted one for a while. Yeah. It's just so bitey and like, it's yeah, from the 70s, right? but it's a real gritty, like, um, you know, oh. it's a pretty obnoxious sound. Let's be honest. Uh, but <laughs> God I, bless you. But <laughs> that one was like, um, yeah. Once we got that sort of cleaned out, and then and then there were bits with, you know, I don't know much about electronics, but it's like I had like be like, oh, I that looks like it should go there. <laughs> and, Excellent. Um, if it goes spark, maybe it doesn't. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Don't try this at home, but it works. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Looks, you, you mentioned the word obnoxious. Now, uh, the cover of the album is, uh, oh, yeah. is of course, Chattermax. Yeah. Which, there we go. Hey, there it is. There it is. Yes. That. Oh. And so, you know, the first track being Dance Mode, the yes. album cover being Chattermax. Um, are we sensing a theme here? Is this uh, what was the the choice behind that as the as the cover? You've um, said your favourite character's muffin. Yeah, you've talked about <laughs> how how like the uh, just generally obnoxious. It's all coming out. Well, like I mean, Joe Brum, uh, Blue Creator, and 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 Costa, um, one of the animator, art director, everything. Mm. People designed that album, and um, it's just. The coolest thing. And actually, funnily <laughs> enough, you know, the first album Joe Brum designed as well, uh-huh. and it was very much, it was, we had to push really hard to get that because it's, most kids' al- albums, they go, oh, can you call it, um, you know, uh, flop around and dancey yep. thing or <laughs> something. It's like, sure. like yeah. some silly yeah. names, and then you have, you need the, the characters' faces all dancing, and this yep. one just says Bluey the album, and it's just, Bluey mm-hmm. listening, staring out, out, and it's really introspective. And the, the same with um, dance mode. It's it's a pretty bold choice to for them mm. to do that. And um, I'm I uh, to have Chattermax, not a main character's just face there, <laughs> and it's just wild and and loud. And the first half half of the album is a little bit 
wild. It's such a journey between <laughs> some of the just, um, oh, I mean, oh, look, you'll hear it when it comes out. Yeah. It's like very soon. <laughs> comes um, out on April. Oh, April, April 17, I'm just, 20. I've <laughs> <laughs> just had a look because we've got the track list here. Yeah, and that's been released. I've been meaning to say, well, one of the things I was going to say to you tonight, Joff, is... Uh, Thank you, like, and that's a sarcastic thank you <laughs> for coming up with the lollipop song. Oh yeah, okay. Because I've had in both my and my wife's head all this week. It gets and, like, worse. Every time one worse. of us got it out, <laughs> yeah. Then we'd walk past the other one, going <laughs> and recede <laughs> the other one. Well, the so, brief was like, I think Joe said, "Can you make a really annoying song?" <laughs> and so um, I was like, "I was born to do this." <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I tried to find it in Spotify or something like that. Yeah, and it tried to make a mix, and the next song down was like the Crazy Frog one, or no, it was the Hamster Dance <laughs> one. <laughs> so I think you succeeded. Wow, um, that's if great. anything, Spotify agrees with you. <laughs> one so. of my biggest influences. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, one of the worst things is when I'm, whenever I'm whistling from the uh, Disney version of Robin Hood with all the animals, the fox version. You did that really the, well. The hamster dance is... Yeah, it's, yeah. No. yeah, it is. It's a, it's the same yeah, track. Yeah, yeah, it starts and then it goes. The, the, the better one, obviously, the, the original uh, of Disney, uh, uh, you know, Sean yeah. Hood. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it oh, even had an origin before that, actually. Right, probably. Yeah. Uh... I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm making that up. <laughs> so, yeah, this, is, this is probably <laughs> a good time, good time to, yeah, to the other in. piece of housekeeping. In, that in I the same way, in. no, no, I love it. We should just talk about Hamster Dance for like the <laughs> next half an hour. I'm so down. I'm so down. I was just going to say, in the same way, you have been given the green light. <laughs> Make it How did I do? Did it? Did it was the sand. I'm starting it now. Starting you've got now. this much yes. time left. You've got, the rest no, of you've, got, you've got a whole minute left of steps. <laughs> <laughs> time to shine. I stole that one from a uh, from a board game called Think Fast. So I think it might only be 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put that there. Which is probably longer than the original Amsterdam. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got a question about because yeah I think out of us three here yeah. Brendan is the greatest percentage made of music. Oh, well. I yeah. think he's at least 67 Well, that's what, I, so. that's what I might agree with if Joff Bush weren't on the line. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I, 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 can't, I couldn't do a better rendition of Hamster Dance. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I think one of the things that jumps out to me when I'm, when I'm watching the show and thinking about how uh, the music links into the whole experience is this idea of comedic timing with the music. Yeah. And mm. just like... I'm just interested in uh, hearing about how those conversations take place. So you notice places where it just drops out and then you get mm. the punchline or little uh, an additional sting at the end. I was just wondering what, what's it like to be in conversation with the comedy in that way? Yeah. I mean, that's a really good question. It's, it's, it's a hard one um, to do in Bluey because we, we do broad strokes, uh, a bit more of a broad strokes approach rather than, a lot of this sort of um, 
what's called Mickey Mousing in the industry, which is, sure. which is that you get that with the Looney Tunes th- tunes um, shows, those old ones where, you know, eyebrow goes up and it goes, you know, sort of that, you know, really in the moment scoring, which I love that too. It's it's just such an impressive thing to watch. We don't do that in Bluey, but it's almost like the nuances within it, within these broader strokes are what bring out those, those things, those, and those dropouts are, only work because it is a broad stroke like that and so you notice it when it drops out you can yeah, really yeah, feel it go, right. oh mm. i better listen yeah. so you know there's, there's this sort of trick i've heard in, in songwriting which is if you really want to make a point get across the last word you say um you you follow with silence you know or yeah, so yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, like, so if, if the lyrics are ba-ba-dee, ba-ba-ba-do-ba-do, then you, that, <laughs> yeah. that last doll is the one you remember. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's the same thing when you with the scoring it, you know, we will have what could be the backing to a song and the, and the dialogue's going and we don't drop out before we drop out pretty much usually afterwards. So it's like drop out and then you've got this pause and you feel it and you understand what, what happened in that. Mm. Um, right. you, you notice the joke, the, the silence there, <laughs> or, or, I mean, I'm, I'm overanalyzing things and it never works when people, you know, someone might be writing this down, <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> but someone might write, oh, right. Okay. That's how you score it. And whenever yeah. you take that approach to scoring like comedy, particularly, it never works. Like, you sure. know, Oh, I've got to do comedy really serious. And then it's just something <laughs> else. It's just, you just play around until it makes you laugh too. Well, I've mm. always been really interested to know, and this might be specific to comedy or this might be a little bit too different in animation than I don't know if you've ever um, done a lot of scoring of uh, any live action comedies or whether mm. live action dramas are any different. But when it comes to, like I've seen the behind the scenes of uh, Star Wars where, you know, John Williams is scoring along with the orchestra and, mm, really? and you've got yeah. the, you've got the, the, the playback on the big screen and everything. And I just think, how can you score those hits? I mean, comedy, especially and yeah. the hits are so accurate. Yeah. Um, how do you do that? There must be a push and pull with, otherwise you'd have to have the craziest time signature changes yeah. uh, on, on the fly. Yeah. Who, who has to end up being more accommodating? <laughs> uh, the, 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 do you go back and change the video or does no, the audio uh, have well, to? We, we time the, we took, we basically, when we're going through in a spotting session where we work uh-huh. in spots where things happen, um, once we've got. We, we could talk about soft hits and, and hard, harder hits sort of thing. So you work sure. out the things that are most important to hit. And then you can find a tempo that is like 97.6324, whatever it is, um, right. beats per minute. <laughs> and that, and you, and you can, there's technical ways of doing that. And that becomes the tempo of the track. Sure. And so, um, and the other thing is that often a good editor will subconsciously edit to a beat. Right. And, yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Even a even even a mediocre editor, editor can often will use like a temp track, like a piece of music. Yeah. Sure. To edit to as well, so then they convince everyone that it's actually everything's going to be fine. See, it works. There's some music <laughs> on there. Um, yeah. And we had a lot of more of these temp tracks in season one, but by season three, we hardly had any. It was very much sure. just um, there, but there was, the editing was good and, and the, uh, it ha- did have a sense of um, a steady pace to it, uh, a lot right. of the editing. So it made our lives a bit easier. Um, and 
if the, if I did think like the editing was a bit off or kilted or anything, I'd, I'd just say it. Um, I've I've earned my place to say this. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, here, here. Yeah. The editing's wrong. And I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. Three but times yeah. now. So, <laughs> well, um, Frank, would you mind starting that egg timer? Oh, yeah. uh, I, I, I'm reminded of Breaking Bad because I <laughs> because I've listened oh, to man. every single p- behind the scenes podcast of that show. I'm absolutely obsessed. <laughs> yeah, and there be it's seeing as you mentioned temp music. They're big on, like, I don't know whose decision it was, whether it was Dave Porter, the composer, mm. who's really big into, like, industrial sort of <laughs> soundscapes, or, yeah. uh, or oh, Vince probably, Gilligan, probably. Uh, but they're big against the uh, the idea of temp music. I don't mm. know why. Five but, seconds. But, but for the reason, for, for reasons <laughs> such as those spotting sessions, Dave Porter yes. goes into the edit and just goes, you know, oh, no, I don't want to be in here. I don't, yes. the, don't no, the, this should stand on its own. And, this, yes. and that was really, that was really cool cool but that's um, great i mean it's 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 uh, it's it's a confidence in the who you're working with you know i'd never worked with um joe before this so you know yeah understandably he has some really strong ideas about music even while he's writing it um but it was a sweet spot where he had strong ideas but he was really also open to new ideas um, yeah so which is a really good place to be when you're creating sure but um yeah i mean we we veered away from it but it's or there was enough times even in season one where there'd be attempt music and we go completely different you know like um actually that's cool but let's let's do this and i I think we found yeah something better eventually but um it's it's something that you know sometimes it's really handy and sometimes it's really not and it really depends on the composer and absolutely it's it's so particular i mean i've particular i i I don't really like it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, my favorite bit is really just sitting down and coming up with a concept for things. But sometimes it's mm. super handy, like if they've set up a sense of pace with the jokes and stuff like right. that. We don't have to keep going back and forth. So, well, yeah. um, it, it's, uh, I think one of their points is that the, the fear of becoming attached to the temp music. Yeah, which and, happens a lot. Um, <laughs> a, 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 a term that's quite similar to that, I heard used by Bernard Fanning in the behind the scenes of the Vulture Street album. Yeah. He said they had a, when they were in the studio, they had a case of what they called demo-itis. Yeah, <laughs> where, demo-itis. Wait, oh, but this no, but it sounds like this in the demo. It sounds like, and so <laughs> yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. doing something, no matter how sure you, I imagine, no matter how sure you are that this yes. won't be the finished product, yes. there's the danger of. But as a as a compliment to you, I have heard Joe say, I can't remember if it was on our interview or another interview, mm-hmm. that he said. Um, he doesn't worry about getting attached to temp music anymore because of because of your work. He yep. said oh, after a nice. while, after yeah. a while working with you, he's like, ah, well, I, I can afford to get attached to this temp music because I know Joff is just going to bring something better to the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of pressure sometimes. Like you go, yeah, you go, well, okay. Let me do something. I mean, it's very nice of him to say better. Let me do something that's better than, you know, Queen's number one hit or something. You know, it's just like, we've got a, a day. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's it's also, you know, because we're scoring a story and a unique story every time, it does mean that it will, I do believe, even if the music is worse i don't know but it, then the temp, <laughs> um it's more probably going to be more fitting because we've really yeah. gone into the depth of the detail of what mm. the story's about and how the music's going to play into that yeah. and um and sometimes some music's good because you could say oh you know what do you like about it what is it about it that that you're trying to get out of there and then you might be a response and then i might say well i disagree i think the problem is this character's not 
showing up <laughs> enough. Um, and then, uh, but inevitably, weirdly, and also frustratingly, Joe Brum is always right. I'm like, sometimes <laughs> I will pipe up and I'll go, no, I'm adamant it has to be here. And he'll go, no, 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 no. If, if, if we ever have a disagreement, he's always been right. But there's also been times where I've said, no, no, I really want this. I feel everybody to be right. He goes, okay. Um, but when he, when he knows, he knows. And it's, yeah. It's frustrating. You go, well, uh, should I cut that it. bit out where you say that yeah. for your sake? Or yeah, like, cut it all. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff, you, you've talked about the um, the spotting sessions there. Yeah. So when you come together and figure out, you know, where the different bits go. And in, I think you were talking to Kate Mary from Got To Be Done and you were talking about Octopus, I think, and oh. how that was about getting into the heads of the kids and yes. like what the play experience was like for them. Yeah. And I was just really interested in... The other techniques, I'd just love to be a fly on a wall in one of those spotting sessions. I think it'd be fascinating. Oh <laughs> um, but just like the other techniques that you use to choose the way that the music should interact with the story. So like, mm. I think you mentioned choosing songs that used to be in car rides. So maybe tying to place or tying to memory. Mm. Is there yeah. other sorts of things like common uh, techniques that you found yourself using? Yeah. I mean, I use uh, a huge, I, I mean, what I love about writing music for blueies we get to try lots of different approaches because there's so there's so many ways of being right in film scoring <laughs> and that's what's so exciting about it is that um i can take an approach you know um i could i can take a, a very external approach where we're not in the heads of the kids where, and mm. we talk about it go well this one's a, and and cubby which just came out sort of yeah, did that yes. as, as Gora oh, did boy. with um with joe <laughs> twist um and uh, we, you know, we were like, we had a big conversation about it, how being like a fable and, and a very external approach where we're, um, we're going, it's almost like the music's helping create the sense that, and then this happened. And so, so it always stops, yeah. not mm. when it's like, um, if you watch that episode, the music will, there's, there's a bit where it's, the music stops when they get to the penguin room. If you may, yeah. and yeah, yeah. <laughs> often if you would might go, I'm going to create the world of the penguin room and stuff. It just stops because and lets a dialogue play out, and then it, and then it moves again. It's it's really yeah. this external um, approach to it. it. It's not inside the kid's head. It's not world building. And then there's mm. there's other episodes where it is about that. Like Sleepy Time is a very world building and very structural yeah. type of approach. And, and then then there's like all things like Keepy Uppy and things, which is very yeah, much yeah. inside the kid's head. Um, it sounds like, you, and you mentioned a brand new episode. It sounds like you even now are still discovering new, fresh w approaches, mm -hmm. which is yeah. bonkers. Could you have imagined yourself doing that at the start of ha how much you've achieved? <laughs> That's so nice. Um, no, I, I well, I like I, 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 I think sometimes I maybe maybe I try and just push the fresh approach because I just like I need something. <laughs> let's do something completely different. Um, <laughs> and a lot of it's because like all the episodes often have a fresh fresh approach. Like um, Joe Rums often really explores all the 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 different ways of telling a story or different types of stories he wants to tell. Mm. And so that opens the door. You could go well. We, you know, we often think of each episode like a short film. It's just we're mm. we're starting from scratch. We're doing something completely different, and we develop a concept, a scoring concept around it each time. Mm. And that's you, oh, that's often the starting point. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it's the it's the content that sort of dictates 
the the fact that we're doing that. And if I'm just sitting there trying to write cool tunes, I'll probably just I'll probably <laughs> fail completely. But having something to always lean back on yeah, yeah, in yeah, the story yeah. is you know, I never get stuck because of that. You can just go, okay, what is the story about? What's a interesting creative way we can approach this? What's the, and then. If you if I find that novelty, I get really excited and go, yes, yeah. great. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So one of the uh, reoccurring uh, questions slash debates we have on our show, uh, you spoke of the, you mentioned the word novelty, uh, <laughs> Cat Squad. Yes, <laughs> I I am obsessed with Cat Squad. Yes, um, they're the best non-characters in the show. I'm so excited at the fact that there is a Cat Squad tune coming okay. up on the album. Uh, this is probably one of the tunes I'm most excited about on the album. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, because I am always like hamster dancing it up, saying like, <laughs> with meows. I'm going, you know. Like whenever I'm alone. And so this time I get to use that talent and turn it into a song and finally shine for what I'm good at. For the sake of the listener, when, when Joff said talent, he did do the air quotes. We weren't just laughing at him calling himself talented. We were laughing at his actions. I just want that to be on this was audio, sorry. I just needed that to be clear. But it's, I mean, this, this, this one, it's, Oh, on the album, it's cool. It's it's real like a, it's real punky. It's real fun. Um, you know, it's all it's like a live little sort of punk band sort of thing happening. Awesome. Yeah, we, oh, and and this is the thing that's really exciting is we got almost almost everyone who worked on the album or the other composers I work with, other musicians I work with, all these other people. We all got them to shout "Cat Squad" at the end of their take, oh. and so it's all in there. So it's like this yes. real like everybody's going. There's a meow, 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 and then it's just this big cat squat, cat you know. So, um, <laughs> it's kind of like a little bit of a, uh, and it's so simple and just like just fun. It was just a, it was just a fun thing to make part of it, and uh, it just sort of flowed out. Yeah. Are we just thinking of this as like the end credit song to like a '90s cartoon? Is that, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> is that a good it's, way to think yeah, about it? I mean, yeah. It's okay. Like, sweet. I guess it's, um, you know, yeah. It's it's it was kind of about originally about um what are these you know I mean, one of the first okay so one of the first things joe said to me was not to make it you didn't want to have a loud obnoxious kids show that's bright and every, really in your face all the time yep. it, like mm -hmm. that was something that really annoyed him as, as a parent i think like, <laughs> sure. I mean, it's great but like 24 hours a day yeah. you know yeah, right. it's it can be a bit much so um it, when every single Q is trying to grab your attention and everything yeah. like that. Hmm. And I was like, okay. Um, I, yeah, I mean, back then it was like, I, had, I hadn't even seen it. I was like, Hey, I like this guy. This is great. <laughs> um, so, uh, sorry. Um, for listeners home, I was just adjusting my headphones. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I mean, this was kind of meant to be a, um, uh, homage, <laughs> like a, a yeah, homage <laughs> to, uh, to <laughs> everything we're not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> work. Excellent. Um, but everything bluey. it just ended up being like something that I'd probably write anyway because I, yeah, <laughs> I love and and it, it we did dirty it up a bit for the album. Like I, you know, just wanted a bit more punky and and like oh. you know, just hopefully just rock. I think it rocks out. I think it's cool. Yeah, um, nice. I don't know. <laughs> but it, it rocks out as much as you can rock out with someone going meow 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 for the top. I've been doing that with Brendan for years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
it is nice to have this world where you can create these annoying things that only last <laughs> for a certain amount, like Chatamax's yes. song and yeah. just the concept of Chatamax is this really yeah. annoying toy. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, and I mean Chatamax on the, the I, <laughs> okay, oh, I do have to mention Chatamax is one that I am also excited about. Um, Excellent. Sensing a theme. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited about everything on the album. It's a, I'll talk about the ones I hate. No. Um, was, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, Steve Peach is this, uh, a, a composer that uh, worked with on a bunch of stuff, particularly in season one. And he's like, he's got a bit of a background with like, um, like dance music in the nineties as well. Sure. And so yeah, he came yeah, up yeah. with the original Chattermax thing and then we're like, let's just speed it up like 20 beats per minute. So it's yeah. just like, it's basically kind of like Euro dance, but just a Amazing. little bit too far. Yeah. And so <laughs> what we did for this album version is like, and then for the play one, I was doing some versions where we just like, let's just pump the bass and have some other things <laughs> yeah. um, happening. And then for the album one, we did, it was, we did talk You'll love this. You'll love this. We did mention Hamster Dance quite a bit. This, one. We're like, this is going to be. That's right. I was like, I want this to be Hamster Dance. <laughs> um, but um, you know, Joe Brum did the original Ch Chattermax voice, and in this one, I'm actually using a bit of his original Chattermax voice, and then my own Chattermax voice, oh. and it's seamlessly sort of edited together in this way. Like it took that. That took so long. It was just like, how do we match? Even, toilet, and, and, toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. and the lyrics that come with it are spot on. They're exactly right. You can <laughs> sing along to it if you lyrics. want. Yes. Oh, oh, man. Uh, I have to tell yeah. you, Geoff, like we got um the other week, Frank and our families, we went to the shops because my wife needed to buy some new pants. Anyway, we got sent off with the kids yeah. and the yeah. cost of doing business was a new uh, Chattermax toy for Naomi for my daughter. Oh, is there a Chattermax toy now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I didn't know plush. this. Oh, it's fantastic. No, it's this great little plush. Anyway, when my, name, my daughter is all about like, you know, um, can you help this toy talk or whatever it is, this toy talk? <laughs> and of course, she's like, can you help the toy talk? And we're like, okay, la, 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 la. My wife does it the best. And it's finally gotten to the point where she's just kind of like, okay, okay, can you stop? Doing that now, <laughs> nice. is like, which is great for us as parents. Accurate. We're like, we've finally got something that we can come back yeah. to. We're like, I oh, know we're just doing the character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you find this annoying? <laughs> yeah, that's score one for the parents. Oh, one for the parents. We, like yes, that's amazing. Well, that this track will put an end to that. But we do, <laughs> we do tip our hat to it in the album. I do have to say that. Like, we do have a little moment where it's like. You know, I won't say, I won't say, I won't ruin it, but it, it does like, I can't um, wait. there is a little hit, there is a, a tip of the hat to, no, this is annoying for parents. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yes. I can't wait. Oh. So yeah, but, yeah. Anyway, those, let's, what's the other annoying track on there? Um, yeah, let's just lollipop. <laughs> I want to take you a different uh, space. <laughs> uh, we've got a couple of episodes here we want to ask you about. Oh yeah. Um, and just cause. Yeah, you got so many great stories, but uh, we talked about it recently. One of my favorite episodes is Space. Um, oh, yeah. And just all the storytelling that goes through that. Change of tone from talking about the. Oh, I love space. space. I think it's it's one of my favorites too. I think it's one of Joe's favorites too. I think it's mm. such a bold choice for an episode. And yeah. it's probably, I don't know how, I don't know if it's anyone else's favorites, but I, I, I love it. And yeah. When 
am I would I be right in guessing there's some Hans Zimmer in there or where did Ooh, can you yeah. tell us anything about where that came from was it going okay let's find some science fiction interstellar in this yeah. interstellar ideas or yeah can you remember um, where you were I at? wasn't thinking that um yeah, okay uh, which is interesting I'm, I'm actually not too au fait with the interstellar score apart from that big beautiful like uh, uh organ bit i, I know yeah, I, mean, right. I think i was really i mean one of the things i loved was this sense in in sort of miyazaki films so joe hisashi <laughs> Yeah, you get a sweet spot for Marty, right? Yeah, yeah. the, the noise that Martin just made when oh, you said Miyazaki. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out and keep it forever. <laughs> oh, we never really. Re I think we referenced it a bit on maybe Shadowlands, a bit of that sort of aesthetic. Yeah, but okay. I, you know, it's definitely something. You know, the, you've got these big sort of um, chords which have all these extension notes over it that aren't just mm. just the ba basic chord, and so it. You know, often in, in Bluey, I, I'm creating, I'll create something and com completely simplify it back down to something, you know, its essence a lot more. So it's got that sense of clarity through it. Mm. And and Space, there was a sense of the music can play a little bit more ambiguity. Like um, mm. there was a, it does take you on that journey of questioning and all those sort of things. So, I mean, it's very roughly a bit there. It's also a bit of a, sense of, it was there's almost like a hymn like quality to it mm. and um there's also an out of tune guitar like quality to it, <laughs> <playing> it. So, <laughs> um, and i i didn't have my i i after that one i bought a nicer guitar <laughs> um but um uh, that was a whatever one hundred twenty dollar uh, little thing. I, Maybe I love. that it adds like to the ambiguity of. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I, but it does have a. I, I always like these instruments. I like things with a bit of personality. Anyway, I'm just getting ah. guitars. But yeah, space was. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure what the influences are. I just know mm. that I started off with that that big scene where Mackenzie's walking through the. Um, yeah, right through the uh, the tunnel mm. and. Um, and it was just about building this big particular chord up yeah, right. and the sense of like movement and going within, within yourself and it gets quite introspective as, and, and, and big there. Um, uh, and yeah, it was a very like, I, I always think of it like, a. um, I feel like it's almost, it could be like a. I suppose in Intercellars, I can see how you come up with that because there is that code um, with the organ in there that is like very church-like and bigger than yourself sort of vibe. Mm. And I guess I'm sort of going for, you know, a sort of hymn almost with that, mm. like mm. a hymn with, but sure. then with these big chords that spread out over it and um, these lot of floating extensions that have this ambiguity. So it's it was sort of goes between the hymn and that other um sound um uh yeah uh, so uh, yeah i mean i'm so sorry it's so hard to remember what we did <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a, that's a really and that's a really interesting thing that makes space all the more special because um and unique because i've heard mm. you uh speak before on the idea of ambiguity in the mm. in in the music and how often you, yeah you, you you try to steer things more to the to the clarity Side exactly. Of yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, why not swing for the fences like you guys so often do, mm -hmm. and mm. and have one just for, and that's another fresh approach yet again. You know. Yeah. I mean, like 
every time I say, what we do is this, it's complete. This will be like 10 other episodes. You go, well, yeah. that's not what you did here. We found you out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all recorded now. I think the only sure thing is, yeah, I have to go back on everything I've said now. But yeah, the only sure thing is we approach every episode differently. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> hey, look one of the um, one of the more recent tracks, the um, from Rain, boldly in the mm. pretend. Oh, yes. Can I just say when Amazing. that? And this is before even the film clip dropped to, which I want to get to in a second. Mm. It's a what is it? About a four minute song. Mm. I have a forty five minute drive to work. I yeah. played that song. I kid you not, ten times <laughs> just on repeat because I just I just couldn't get over it. Like I'm. I, I, I like music. I, I'm not perhaps in, in certainly not in Brendan's vein as far as how it, you know, uh, speaks to him. Mm. But I was nearly driving through tears listening to that song. <laughs> oh, it was I mean, just that's beautiful. Def- thank you so much. I mean, that's definitely one we spent the most time on. And I really have to tip my hat to Jazz. Like, yeah. that was a special episode for us because Jazz Darcy and I have been working together, you know, started as assistant and was my assistant and then basically ends up being a composer and, and all doing all sorts of other things. As, and, um, uh, and she sang, I know a place as well. Like, but yeah. she didn't write that, but she sang it. And so, um, it was really great that after we had been working together four years to do this episode together and, you know, it was really such a combination of us where, um, you know, she would write one thing, I'd write another thing, then we'd both produce things and then like we go, wow. well, we need a chorus in this bit. And it was like this, you know, oh, quick, here we go. What about this counter melody? We'll change, turn that into the, and then, and it was very like, it was just a, a great to have the music centered episode, such a combination there because, you know, she's, she's an amazing talent. It's perfect for her and her songwriting sensibilities. And then, you know, and then she wrote these lyrics for it. And it was like, oh, I, 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 you know, it was like, well, we have to make this into a song. And yeah. I think we we spent the most time on that track than any other track on the album. Because oh, um, totally we just kept it. going, oh, let's <laughs> let's have this big outro now. Oh, yeah. let's, yeah. And then we get the studio um, uh, next door to here that we um, record at. Uh, Marley, the mixer, and um, who's brilliant uh, you know mix the first album too is you know he's a genius um he he's, he recently said to me oh i think you might have might have had the most tracks like different uh, layers wow. of any other yes. things had here. there's a feather so, in your cap <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so cool. um there's and there's so many little nuances in there as well but you know it's so much it's like you know it's so much of that is 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 jazz and um uh yeah i'm so I'm so glad that this one's out there, and we managed to make it a single. And um, oh boy. but yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 a it's a it's a funny one because it's not like I don't know if it's one of those ones where people are like let's play an album for the kids, and then that comes on. It's <laughs> yeah, such a right. um, you know, it's not a, like a uh, yeah, it's it's not a, a, a it's not a silly game track, but no. I think it's really beautiful, and I think it encapsulates mm. so much, particularly Jazz's lyrics, what encapsulates so much of what Louis about. Um, yeah. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but was it Helena Chaika? Um, Chaika, yeah. Uh, from uh, and she, she, she worked, would have written the yes. lyrics for I Know a Place. Yeah, she did, and the and and the music on the episode with myself and Dave Barber as well. But that one was also such a one, which like Helena Chaika had done this. Um, you know that track was really stuff that she was 
creating for the episode and and I was like, hey, can you just like um I'll send you the bits we added or while and you can you turn it into a thing or whatever? <laughs> and she came back with a song. And I was like, oh, song. I don't want a song on this album. Right. <laughs> she yeah. was so right. It was such a beautiful thing. And then I heard it and I was like, I wasn't sure at first until I heard it. And I was like, this is, this is amazing. And so, yeah, um, you know, both of those songs, you know, both Polina and Jazz, it's yeah. really, you know, I, that it's their babies really as well. So, and I love yeah, that amazing. move. I love that move. Um, uh, in the first album, having mm. the instrumental mm -hmm. for I Know A Place and then go into ha, the instrumental for The Creek and then going into I Know A Place uh, yeah. the, leading into the end of the album. And now that we've cheekily received the um, uh, track release of the track listing, mm -hmm. I can yeah. see a similar thing happening with yep. Rain and Boldly and The Pretend. Yeah, and yeah. Did, 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 that, did that happy accident the first time around inform the decision or were it they did. separate happy yeah, accidents? Yeah, it did. Or? Absolutely. It was like, let's, let's make this into... Yeah. And now um, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing, you know. And um, we actually, on, when, on the instrumental version of Rain, it's the first time we've actually just used the, um, the music from the, sh from the show. Um, okay. Because mm. we, we, have, we did actually really record the whole thing and do everything we wish we could have done. And it was just missing some of the magic from the, the, that came out of the first thing. And mm. no matter how hard we tried, we go, oh, but we've got these beautiful tin whistle parts and all this stuff happening. And then we just, at the end, we were, it was like, you know, we had to deliver it in two days and we just go, what's, it's just not feeling right. Mm. And, um, and, and I think it was Marley suggesting, he goes, he goes, oh, what if I do this? And I think he just played the original. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you fixed it. Genius. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So, um, you know, that was an expensive, long exercise. Yeah. <laughs> but um, even in like yeah. a, a lesser team would have gone, no, no, we put the effort in here. We've got to use. But to have the, no, but to have have the to wisdom to, to go, where's the magic? Yeah. The magic yeah. is there. And yeah. it's, it's the same with, you know, even like grannies, you know, we recorded um, a live bass player and, and all new live guitars, but the bass and the guitar in that, um, the guitar melody is all MIDI, like, oh, because wow. it was just the, the, it was like the temp MIDI that we had because oh. it's just the dorkiest <laughs> sound. And we're like, it's so much funnier with it without like a cool player who's just yeah. grooving along. Yeah, boy. Like, <laughs> you know, like, um, oh, 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 so, uh, yeah. egg timer. Uh, quickly, before, <laughs> before we move into the next episode that we want to ask about, just yeah. that, speaking of magic, that, that like, the, the vocal sound of jazz on um, the Boldly and the Pretend, I, mm. uh, I just, it's, it's not super close, but mm. it's not smashed with today's reverb. Mm. It's feels, yes. it, it feels so human. I just, yeah. I just, I just love it. And, um, uh, what oh, the grannies? You, only because um, uh, Joff mentioned it. Just ah, <laughs> oh, I just the, the trumpet in the, the in the B <laughs> section. The it's so New Orleans, Joff. It's so New Orleans. I mean, like the original version of the trumpet there, uh, Prue Monton, she played that. And she's a um, um, and I was like writing that in, I was actually in Berlin. Um, this was before Bluey came out or anything. I was like, oh, I need trumpet part. And I had written the first bit of the melody and I didn't have time to write the, the B section, the ba da ba da 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 that bit. And I just played that saying, 
can you improvise something like this? Yes. <laughs> and she played it exactly. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's what so <laughs> Norland's about it. Because there, there's that, yes, sto- there's that stop. And then. Yeah. It's yeah, so yeah, yeah, gumbo, yeah, yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. And that, oh, that, that solo was a different trumpet play. That was um, Bob Schultz. And right. I have another story about that, which was, I think it was that one or Instrument Parade, his solo on that. Um, he, uh, he's such an amazing player that when the MSO played it, they couldn't find a trumpet player who could play his part as oh. one thing. So they had to rewrite it for the arrangement um, <laughs> because it was just like so cool. It was these big sweeping things. Um, but yeah, and, and Prue in the, in the first one, uh, that sound is, you know, here we go, nerdy. You get the green light out. The green light. <laughs> you, like you can edit stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, she, she, uh, she sent me... Um, a version with with the mutes and without the mutes. Okay. And 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 there was sort of like this three part harmony for both. And that sound is actually six trumpets of her, with and without the mutes doing. Wow. And so it sounds a little bit sloppy. And wow. it was a happy accident. I was just like, yeah. oh, I'll put them all in. And then I just realised, oh, they're all there. And it just sounds like, you know, it's got that sort what of. What a player. Like, <laughs> to be like, able to repeat that performance. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, you know, she, so she, it wasn't, I mean, it's, it's, sorry, it's like melody, harmony, harmony on yeah. both. So one with playing a normal trumpet yeah. and then one with a, like a harmon mute inside it. Right, so, right, right. And when you put them both together, that's why it kind of sounds a little bit like fun and yeah. not too slick because it's like yes um it yeah. sounds like i'm sitting in the spotted cat on frenchman you know yes yeah it's got that real like um it's a little bit of a messy fun vibe to it yeah. and um maybe that's why like we ended up with the midi bass because that was so messy and fun and cool <laughs> and we just needed the strict like boom 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 yeah you know, a like, little bit of salty a little bit sweet <laughs> something, yeah. <laughs> something to keep it together frank can you turn the record over? I think there's, there's I think a there's second more side. On the second side. There's another side. You know, it's yeah, like there it's, is. yeah, it's like when you when you when, when the side's over and you're so disappointed, um, but you're like, oh, there's a whole other side. That's sort of like the feeling I'm getting because I'm, I'm I'm sad to leave it there. Yeah. But there's just there's so much Joff. There's got to be. There's gonna. There's more coming, listeners. Well, look, we can sit here and talk to Joff all day. Oh, we kind of did. We? <laughs> yeah, we kind of did. So and that's thought... the reason we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> so we're we're stopping not because you're sick of listening to Joff because we sure were. Oh, probably sick of listening be? to us. So we thought yeah. we'd leave it there for now. Small doses. And uh, we'll come back in our next episode and finish our chat with the one and only Joff. I am having a great time. If that's not clear in the that, uh, that is. Very apparent. <laughs> okay, good. Because <laughs> I had an idea so, of how good a time okay. I would have talking to Joff, it's and right. it's just woo, through there. Yeah, you don't need to specify. <laughs> okay. There is no Very doubt. Very clear to everyone. Please, everyone, join us again. There's more. There's more coming. More Joff. Back to you in the studio, Oliver. Thanks, Frank. Now back to Snickers with the traffic. <laughs>